hey you. I want to share with you something that I genuinely think will transform your life and your business, to be honest. HDX is open from now until May 17 with a few special bonuses. Join before May 11 and get my eight-week Purpose and Abundance course completely free, which is $888 worth of value. And if you join before May 17, we're actually going to give you $999 off our upcoming Mexico retreat. I mean, how good a freaking deal is that? And if you join before May 17, then you'll be in time for two amazing bonus classes this month in HDX with my personal business consultant, Nikki Rowley. Now, this is the woman that has helped scale my business significantly in the last year or so, and I am sharing her with my HDX community. She'll be teaching on how to grow and scale for business and what strategies and structures will actually get you there. She will also host a bonus business Q&A, which means you can actually ask my consultant anything you want to ask her about growing and scaling your business. This is an opportunity that could transform your life and your business. So don't miss out. Welcome everybody to the Human Design Podcast with your host, me, Emma Dunwoody. Right here with me on this podcast, you're going to learn everything you need to know to live your fullest potential. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about profiling. We're going to talk a lot about human behavior. We're also going to look at the beautiful tool that I use called human design. Most of all, we're going to talk about how you can absolutely live up to your fullest potential. If you enjoy the podcast, please give me a rating. Five stars would be nice. Share this podcast with someone that you believe would benefit from it, or even better still, write me a review. And in return, send me a DM and I'll give you a free 30-minute coaching session. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, hey, and welcome to today's podcast. Now, um, I'm making a little bit of noise back here, which my... um... Producer is not happy about if only you could see the look on his face but i got inspiration for another couple of podcasts and i had to write it down on a different page and now i'm just flipping the page are you sure that's okay justin your head won't explode Go. awesome so welcome everybody today i am going to talk about something today that i absolutely love and i feel like it's a bad press and that is we're going to talk about this word vibration. Now, I know that there's so much banter around, especially on Instagram, about raise your vibe, just be positive. Um, And all of this sort of what a lot of people in my world call um, spiritual and emotional bypass stuff that goes on. And this theory that if you just think positive and you focus on just what you want, then everything in your life will change. Well, there is a little bit of a caveat in there because absolutely where our focus goes, energy flows, uh, we have that part of our brain, the RAS, the reticular activating system that we want to get focused on every day. We want to set our intention so it knows what to focus on. And yes, of course, if we have um, the opportunity to reframe the way we're looking at something and take a more positive view, 
We absolutely want to do all of those things. However, there is one part of this that never gets talked about or very rarely gets talked about. And that is that our vibration is intrinsically linked to our unconscious construct of the world. So there are many things that we can do consciously to raise our vibration. However, however, often they will not retain that vibration because what you're doing is it's like a band-aid or um, what we call surface coaching. So it's all well and good to deal with something just in the moment, but unless you're getting to the core of the issue, it doesn't create the lasting change. So it's the same for vibration. So you can go outside in nature. I know for me, one of the ways that that I can uh, feel much better and therefore raise my vibration is going surfing, being in the ocean, going bushwalking, um, being in the in, you know in nature. So all of those sort of things do absolutely increase my vibration. However, it's the things that are going on in our unconscious mind that once we shift them, then we raise certain a certain level of our vibration permanently. Now, first and foremost, I want to start at the beginning. Because this word is just bandied around, I want to actually bring some science to it. Because we all know that I'm a science nerd and I like to know why. But why? And how exactly does that work? So here's the answers. When we talk about vibration, we're talking about the subatomic particles that we are made up of. Now, if you didn't know already, every single thing that you see, feel and touch is actually moving. It's just energy. And the speed in which that energy is moving is how um, firm, solid in the world it is or how fast and separate it is. I'm not sure separate's the right word, but you know what I mean. So when we talk about our particles, as a human being, our particles are obviously vibrating. They're all moving, but they're moving in such a way that we the matter looks solid. So what, what is actually happening, though, is that each one of the um, particles, billions, be billions, right, of particles, you can say yes, um, that are moving at such a great speed to make us look solid actually have um, space between them. And in fact, there are there is so much space that it's actually matter, so the particles in the universe actually make up 0.9999999% of the space in the universe. So what that means... The rest of it is taken up by our dog that pants around because she's <laughs> old and... Uh... What that means, which I really expected science geek over there to mention, not the, the panting dog, that means that everything else is space, okay? So not, spa- not just space as in stars space, space as in space between particles. Now the reason why I'm telling you this is because vibration is directly correlated to the space between your particles so if you follow me on instagram you would have probably have seen in one of my stories i will often go you know a nice picture of nature out getting space between my particles because when we want to raise our vibration we want to get more space between our particles now 
when people experience <clears throat> excuse me emotions like depression and sadness it's because they have very little space between their particles the um they've actually collapsed a lot of the space because the of the the speed in which those emotions vibrate so you can imagine if we're all made up of, of energy and each emotion vibrates at a certain speed then if we spend a, t a certain amount of time in an emotion like depression then the space between our particles decreases I trust you've got all that. So when people talk about raising your vibration, it is about moving up the emotional scale. Because the higher we go on the emotional scale, the more space we have between our particles. And therefore, we will attract the same vibration. So if you're vibing at, you know, I know I did depression for seven years, so I would attract very low energy low vibration experience in, in experiences into my life. Now, over the years, I mean, I no longer suffer from any depression um, due to the way I, I have changed my mindset and the way I think. Um, and I also used to experience anxiety, which I no longer, I used to have panic disorder, which is one constant panic attack. Um, and now I don't even experience mild anxiety like stress for sure when I'm super busy but not even anxiety let alone a panic attack and that is because I have changed my molecular makeup because I have raised my vibration consistently and I've done the unconscious work that held beliefs patterns of thinking and an identity that allowed me to do depression now, for lots of people out there, I totally get that this probably sounds a little bit confronting, and I'm just talking about my journey with depression. I fundamentally believe that every single human on the face of the earth, earth has the opportunity to um, heal themselves, maybe through mindset, maybe through vitamins, maybe through eating, maybe through, there's many, many different modalities in which you can heal, and I genuinely 100% believe that the modality that can heal you will find you. Um, so yeah, so don't don't waste your energy getting offended at something that you think um, I'm saying when I'm not. I'm talking about my story and let's talk about how we can, when we raise our vibration from a scientific standpoint, it can heal a lot of things in us. Fair? Absolutely, definitely fair. Brilliant. So... What do we need to do to raise our vibration? Okay, so if you think about it, raising vibration is moving up the emotional scale. So we want to find activities and do things and be things because remember, we are our, our unconscious mind will defend our identity to the death. So we always want to be thinking, who are we becoming? Who is the new identity? Um, and the power of identity is for anyone out there who has ever smoked. I love this analogy because you have probably, if you've quit, then you've probably done or read um, Alan Carr's book, Quit Smoking. Now, this book is probably the most successful smoking, quit smoking um, method. And the reason why it is, is because this book actually changes your identity so spoiler for anyone who, who's out there that's a smoker and wants to give it up, freaking do it. Because what Alan does in this book is he changes your identity. 
to a non-smoker. And once you become a non-smoker, then your brain, your unconscious mind, can only do behaviors of a non-smoker. So it's exactly the same. We want to be always focused at who is the identity that we want to become and that's going to help us raise our vibration and get those particles moving faster and moving ourselves up the emotional scale. <clears throat> now, how does this work with human design? I hear you ask. So I want to talk a bit about this because in human design, we um, will talk about where you have definition or open centers. And wherever we have um, white in our chart or openness in our chart is where we are really um, open to conditioning. Okay, so where it's open, we have a resourceful and an unresourceful way to um, be influenced by that. So conditioning is a way that we generally get unresourcefully affected in these open, open parts of our charts. Now, for example... Um, and what, what has this got to do with vibration? Well, what it means is that these are areas in our energy where we are open to other people's energy, where um, I'm open in the, the head and the ajna, which means I'm open to all the ideas that come in. Um, and um, in the ajna, it means that I'm also open to all the ideas, which I often think is why I'm such a good coach is that because I'm literally tapping into the thinking and the feeling that's going on in my client um, and it's like, it's almost like I can read their mind, but honestly, it's because I'm open in that space that I can actually really feel into what's going on for them and therefore, uh, guide them in the direction that's best for them. So what has this got to do with vibration? Well, when you're open in spaces, let's say, let's use the solar plexus for a great example, because it is the emotional center. So when you're open in the emotions, um, that means that you're taking in other people's emotions, amplifying them and reflecting them back. Now, I, had a, I have a client that this was groundbreaking when she discovered this and discovered what to do about it because she's open in the emotional, um, in the solar plexus, in the emotions. And what was happening for her is that she'd be like, she's really upbeat, she's you know, she's a former athlete, she's an entrepreneur, she's, you know, mum of three kids, married, so much going on, but she's one of those incredible women that just handles it. And she's very laid back and rolls with the punches. However, what would happen is that her husband would come home of a night and she'd notice that she'd just go cray cray. She'd be angry, she'd be frustrated, she'd have all these emotions that like, she was like, far out, how can I go from this to that? And not even know why. And it, it was like a switch. And we talked a lot about this with her because what was happening was it was really, <clears throat> from a vibrationally point of view, collapsing her particles, the space between her particles. But what was actually going on was that he had definition in the solar plexus, in the emotions. So he'd come in from work feeling all of these feels. She would take it on, amplify it, and then reflect it back. So here she is feeling all of these things that he's been feeling in the day multiplied by 10 and then reflecting it back all back on her family, like off the charts. She was like, that's incredible. So what do I do about it? So what we, um, we worked out was the best thing to do. And this is, this is now, um, something I give all my clients that have open solar plexus is that when you feel that energy coming into you and you know that it's not yours, 
I want you to just think of that ball of energy, like in Tai Chi, it comes in and then you just let it go. So you literally just give it back to them. That And, and her mantra is, or the mantra is, that's not mine. I'm returning it. And she just gives the energy back. And what happens is that it literally comes in and straight back out of her aura because we all have these, um, uh, within three feet of us, we have an aura, our energetic aura. Um, and again, this is scientifically proven. You can see them on, um, do you even, do you know what they're called? Science man, put on the spot. No, there's a machine that you can look at. You can actually see aura. So I just want you guys to hear me out there that, um, yeah. So the moment the, the emotion would come into her aura before it became her story. So please see the distinction there in the past, it would come in and become her story. Now it comes in, she says, oh, that's not mine. I'm returning it and doesn't engage in it. Therefore, she gets to maintain her vibration. She also understands that, you know, that she's got one of her sons in particular that was suffering a lot from the similar sort of behaviors. Like people were just too much for him. Life was too much for him. And he would go from zero to 20 just with a like that. So she taught him the exact same trick and, of course, it evened out his behavior. Um, And she shared a really cute story about how they now um, share the energy that they've given back in a day, um, which I think is so cute. So let's talk a little bit about open centers, open space in human design, because this is a place that it's directly going to affect your human, uh, sorry, your vibration. Now, what does it mean? When we're open, it means that we know we don't have any consistent or reliable access to that part of our chart. So, for example, I am open in the Ashna. What does that mean? Well, it means that I do not have a consistent and reliable way of processing thought. Um, And many people, actually, my mentor said once, um, and of course, I'm going to share this nugget, um, that a lot of genius are open in the head and Ajna, um, Albert Einstein was, um, I'm trying to think of the others, but of course, when I'm thinking of thinking of it, they go from my mind. Um, and the reason why is because these are people who can think outside of the square. These are people that can think from all sorts of directions. So people who have definition in the head and the Ajna, um, I've got a client who's um, defined in the head and the Ajna, and she's like, absolutely, go. She, she's got uh, a story recently where she went into a business and she's just like, yeah, right, you have no structure, you have no way of how would you ever be able to um, teach someone how to take over if if you weren't there in a day or um Anyway, and and the point being is that she then goes, she can see everything and structure everything and deal with everything in a very linear way. Like she goes, you know, step one, step two, step three, this is what we do. Whereas one of the things about um, my thinking being open, they often describe people who are open in the head and the ajna, I'm sorry, in the ajna, as it's like a, um, a dropped filing cabinet and that there's just stuff everywhere and that's absolutely how my thinking feels um and because of that over the years i build structure into my life to help me not overthink things if that makes sense now when it comes to openness and vibration this is really important because when we're taking on other people's energy and let's say thoughts for example that's a big thing 
I know there's plenty of my um, audio digital um, analysis paralysis, big thinkers, overthinkers out there. So what happens is that when we're constantly taking in everybody else's um, energy, it really blocks our own. So to raise our vibration, we've got to make sure that we're emptying out. Now, how do we do that? Now, that's going to be different for every individual and you will intrinsically know what that is. Um, I know for me, surfing, bushwalking, two things that absolutely, um, I know they work for me because when I'm finished, I don't think. There's no thinking going on in there. It's emptied out. But be conscious that when you do these things, it is important to have your aura empty, just you in there. Okay, so you don't want to be, um, you, you really want to have alone time or at least separation from those around you, especially if you're a projector. So one of the things um, that I know I'm very conscious of in our family, having one projector and three um, manifesting generators. So the manifesting generators, they talk about us as the energizer bunnies. Like anyone who's spoken to me one-on-one or any of my clients, you'll know that when I'm on a, when I'm on a rant, I'm on or I have endless amounts of energy to talk about things or um, I could coach someone for hours you know because I I love it and I'm lit up by it now having a projector in the family like I'm not kidding you sometimes when we're sitting here recording these these um, podcasts Justin my husband is sitting across from me and he will be asleep and that's typical projector behavior because projectors actually aren't generating their own life energy The mangens and the generators do that for them. So he literally has to hook into my energy um, and the boy's energy to give him the life force energy that he needs. Now, this isn't a bad thing. The projectors are here on the planet to guide the way. We're going from the old school patriarchy, masculine, linear way, focus force, um, and that's you know, there's been as many, um, it's, it's moved the planet forward. So I'm not coming from a critical place, but we're moving to the more feminine or at least the balance, which is more about the, the nurturing, the guidance, the journey, um, and leadership is shifting. So we've been in a place where the leaders have been, um, manifestors, like a king is that typical archetype of a manifester. Um, someone like Johnny Depp manifester. Um, but, one of the um, things that we're shifting to, and he's not really a leader, but you know what I mean, like a Tom Cruise. Who else is a leader um, who's a manifester? Again, the names have left me. So I'm going to keep going. Um, so we're moving to this new leadership paradigm, and these are the projectors. So they don't need this huge life energy um yeah, this huge energy to get stuff done because what they're actually here to do is they can see a lot of the detail of life. They can see intuitively. They can see, um, physically see. They can see um, what's coming up. So their energy is more about guiding. So these are the new um, leaders of the world. But one of the things about projectors, and I know I'm getting a bit off topic here, is that they need to be seen. And the irony of being a projector is that they often push so hard to be seen, but they have to wait for something to respond to. So what happens is a lot of projectors I know is they feel like they bang their head against a wall. They're like, far out, man. I'm like the best in my field, but no one wants to listen to me. 
And that's because they're not listening to their strategy and their authority. So if you want to know more on that, please DM me because I've got to get back to vibration. Now, if you are a reflector, now a reflector is someone who has a completely open chart. They don't have any definition in their centers. And what that means is they're constantly taking in the world. So if you're a reflector and you know it, it's really important that you take time to empty out and know that whenever you're in anyone else's um, energy space, it's there to be enjoyed, to be um, experienced. Like reflectors are really important and they're only 1% of the population, but they're super important because what they do is they actually show us as a society where we're at. So I'll give you an example of that. I, uh, I have um, one reflector that I know of that's a friend and she is definitely she shows us where we're at so if I'm talking her to her personally she reflects back exactly where I'm at but even more than that the life that she lives so she is um she is married to her wife she is very um she's created a career around herself Uh, She lives a lot on her own terms. And what that says to me is that what is really good about that is that she's actually showing us that the society that she lives in is definitely moving forward. Because one thing that I know about her is the word I would use is acceptance and equality. Um, So she's reflecting back that within this circle, um, there is acceptance and equality. Let's say, um, I'm trying to think of an example of, if you had a, had a reflector in an environment where um, they, I don't know, they were very either dogmatic or they, they were, um, you know, having a crack at every minority, then that's reflecting back that that society really isn't where it needs to be. And that's no judgment on that person. It's, they're just a mirror. So it's really important to understand that as well. All right. So I think that is enough for today. Um, We talked about particles. We've talked to human design. I uh, will do a human design podcast coming up very soon. Um, That was the notes at the beginning that I got in trouble for taking. And I will go over the five types, how you can find out your type and a couple of the drivers so that you guys can straight away um, start practicing. So that's it for me today. Go and get some space between your particles, people, and have an awesome day. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.